Hello, adventuresses, and welcome to the podcast dedicated to women who love horses, travel, and most of all, adventure. My name is Heather, and I will be your host today. While we, we talk about a subject that um, is not something new to me, but I do, you know, when I when I read the comments on the Facebook group or when I, you know, see the emails that come in, a lot of our listeners um, love horses, they love travel, they love adventure, but they don't necessarily aren't riders. So I thought, you know what, today might be a great day to talk about, you know, getting into riding, um, you know, specifically getting into riding when you're a mature person, uh, rather than, you know, a lot of us started riding when we were children and we just continued the love for it. And some of us um, that, that, listen, maybe, maybe rode once or twice as children. And now that they're in more of their mature stages of lives, they're, you know, have, have the finances, have the time, um, that maybe, Hey, I want to, I want to do some riding or they see all these amazing equestrian adventures that we go on and think, Hey, you know what? I'd like to do one of those. Um, but the pre-step would be, I better get riding. So today is all about, um, starting the riding adventure, um, in the mature years. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to visit a distant land? Ride across unfenced grassy hills, down long flower-filled valleys, crossing rivers and mountain passes, making camp in beautiful riverside setting, and watching the horses graze in nearby meadows? all while sipping a glass of wine, or perhaps a cup of tea, just as the sun goes down. And then, do it again tomorrow, and again, for days at a time. Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia, with their easygoing, yet tough, Mongolian horses, each with an unforgettable character, may be just the trip you were looking for, to help rebalance in pristine nature with like-minded friends after a long absence of travel. Stone Horse provides a safe, small group environment, taking care of your needs from the moment you arrive to the moment of departure. Their seasoned staff and experienced trip leaders, their own comfortable handmade saddles, and the delicious meals conjured up each night will make for an adventure of a lifetime. With a combined expedition experience of 40 plus years, the owners of Stone Horse know what to provide you to make each trip a memorable experience. Whether traveling with friends or making new ones along the way, you will add to the story of Stonehorse and it will become a part of your own. You can contact Stonehorse through their website at www.stonehorsemongolia.com or email them directly at info at stonehorsemongolia.com to learn more about how you can join them as they travel by horseback through the cultural and wilderness landscapes of this enchanted land. Hey, adventuresses, we're back here talking about getting into riding once you've hit those mature years. 
Um, and, I, and I thought this was a really great topic um, because, you know, I have lots of girlfriends that, you know, we've been riding since we were kids, but then, you know, you meet new people in their lives and they're like, boy, I'd sure like to come on one of these adventures with you. You sound like you have so much fun, you know. And, and, and there there are a lot of people they're like, well, how hard can horseback riding do be? You know, you just sit on the horse and it drives you around. Well, it, it isn't that easy. Um, however, that being said, there is some, you know, there's definitely rides out there, uh, equestrian adventure rides that are for beginners. Um, you know, anytime you ride, anytime you're with a group, you're only ever as strong as your weakest link. So So keep that in mind. And a good host will recognize that and uh you know maybe put you in the lead so you you set a little bit more of the the pace uh and and those kind of things but you know you're never too old um to to learn to ride to go riding uh horseback riding is an activity that you know we see um you know well well into your senior years um that people are riding uh, at, at even high level competition levels. I was at the Calgary Stampede a few years ago and the woman that won the big $100,000 in the barrel racing was, you know, well into her 60s. Um, show jumping, dressage, you know, any of those old Western cowboy shows that are on TV right now, they aren't no spring chickens and they're roping and doing all that kind of stuff. So, uh, age is is just a number. So, uh, you know, if you've had this passion uh, for horses for a long time, or, or maybe even for a short time, um, now is the time to, uh, you know, go out there and, and, and check it out. You know, if your finances are in, in tune, and, you know, physically, you're in, in pretty good shape, then, uh, then horseback riding is definitely something that, uh, that I would encourage you to to take the, that challenge on. Um, I did find a little um, a little list of things that uh, being involved with horses can improve you in many areas in our lives, such as and and the number one. And I'm going to repeat this one: mental health, because it does wonders for mine. But um, you know, just general muscle strength. You know, uh, lifting. Um, you know, even just the, you know, the arm movement of brushing the horse, those kind of putting the saddle on, climbing on the saddle, balance, core strength, um, you know, your your general mobility, whether that's, um, you know, the big skills or the fine skills, um, you know, lifelong learning, because, you know, we, we never stop learning, at, you know, right from, from the time that we enter this world till we say goodbye, we're always learning something, whether that is, you know, how to talk, how to walk, um, you know, how to drive a car, how to cook supper, how to make pasta, how to, you know, write a letter, how to work the the PVR so you can watch your show you recorded, all of those kind of things. Um, and then this list actually cycles back to emotional and mental health, which for me, I get more out of standing, looking out the window, watching my horse, whether he's you know, having a funny dream where, you know, I can see that he's laying down and his legs are moving or, you know, he spotted something in the field and the head is up and the ears are up. Um, horses release some sort of endorphin in you. And sometimes it makes you a little bit stupid because we've all like been at the tax store and bought something that we really didn't need, but 
oh, my horse is going to love this. Oh, I got to grab this extra bag, bag of treats because he's, he's going to love it. So, so I do, do truly believe that um, horseback riding, being involved with horses is good for the mental soul. Um, so, so definitely if, uh, if you're thinking about getting back into riding or getting into riding at any age, that is one of the, the big benefits of it. So if, if, you, if you've never <clears throat> ridden before um, and you are interested in getting into riding, um, you know, do some research. Uh, you know, are you, what kind of riding are you wanting to do? Like, are you wanting to be a Western rider? Are you want to be an English rider? You know, there, there's so many different um, activities that you can do with horses. Um, you know, obviously safety has to be at the top of your list. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't start this, uh, this dream or this passion without talking to some professionals. Um, but you know, making sure that, that you, you want to be able to have fun, uh, but safety definitely has to be on the priority list. Um, you know, going through the list of things, you know, maybe you want to, um, you, you went to the rodeo and you saw the girls run in the barrels. Oh, that sounds fun. Or you were at, uh, you know, at a show jumping event, or you simply were just watching the Olympics and you're like, wow you know, not great to strive for being Olympian, but you do get to see some of the different um, disciplines. Um, you know, there there are ones that you don't even ride, that you're just show the horse in hand, or you, you do ground type works where you're leading the horse. Um, those are also very good. Then there's the driving aspect, right? We've done a couple episodes on carriage driving, which is hugely popular. Uh, Prince Philip, um, the, uh, the, the queen's husband, um, he, he spent many years doing carriage driving and it's very exhilarating. It's very fast and up and down and around the corners and through the fences and gates and all of that kind of stuff. So it is, it is, uh, it is, uh, quite exciting. Um, so, so for example, um, you know, if you do decide to go the riding way, you know, you need to choose whether you want to be English or Western. Um, you may want to, you know, visit some stables or barns and see what piques your interest. Uh, YouTube, you know, we, we are in the age of YouTube now where um, it's a, you know, you can just type in horse riding and you're going to see everything. Um, and then there's the, you know, do you want to be a pleasure rider or a competition rider? That will, you know, maybe determine where you keep your horse, what type of trainer you get, what type of coach you get. Um, you know, competition, really every discipline has some, even right down to trail riding there, there is some, uh, um, there, there is competition attached to that. So you definitely can check that out. So once you've decided, okay, I think I want to, um, be a dressage rider, for example, and, and learn those, you know, take some, lessons uh, uh, and learn how to make the horse do the, you know, where they high step and they kind of trot sideways and those kind of things. Being that you are a beginner or a, needing a strong refresh from being a beginner, um, you're, you're going to want to look for a riding coach, a riding instructor um, that's going to help guide you, get you back in. Lots of places have... Um, you know, you, you, you call them up and I, I'd like to take some riding lessons and they'll provide the horse for you, which is what I a hundred percent 
uh, encourage you to do. There is no point going out there as a beginner buying a horse with very little experience. You you need to go and spend some time, you know, and and feel what you you know what you like. Do you want a big horse? Do you want a small horse? Do you want a fast horse? Do you want a slow horse? All of those kind of things um, you will learn through some lessons. Um, And and the one thing is an instructor or a coach is going to help you build some goals, right? You know, by the end of this, this month, I want to confidently be able to trot, um, without being on the long line, or, you know, I confidently want to be able to, you know, fully tack my horse up without needing assistance. Um, you know, th- those kind of things and the goals will help you, will help you success, ha- succeed. Um, the one thing you may want to look for is, um, lesson, you know, with the lessons, are they private? Are they group? Um, you know, Going into an adult group lesson is always fun because then you get to meet like-minded people. Um, so, so that is something that uh, that is that is super important in the horse industry. Having that camaraderie um, with other riders, and and you'll find that you know your riding lesson is an hour, but then you've spent four hours at the barn because you were there pre getting your horse ready, and then post getting you know drying them off, cleaning them, grooming them, putting your stuff away. And then you find that it's two hours later and you guys have just been talking, whether it's been talking about your riding lesson or talking about what you did that day um, or what you plan on doing, you know, the next weekend, if we're going to go for a trail ride or we're going to do some sort of thing. That camaraderie that comes with horseback riding is, is really something else. Um, you know, we did talk a little bit about safety before. So making sure that you have the proper gear, proper riding helmet, proper footwear, um, you know, you can... You can get all of this stuff at your local tack shop, but but most importantly, you want to make sure that your gear fits properly, um, because you you never want um, you know you never want to be using something improper and put yourself in a dangerous uh, a dangerous situation. Um, you know, as as women, you know, when we get to a certain age, um, you know, things change in our bodies. Um, riding can, you know, be a way to, to stay fit. Um, but it also challenges our minds and our spirits. Um, you know, the first time you ride, you are going to learn that you had muscles that you didn't know where that, that you had muscles there because they'll be sore and you'll be like, God, I didn't. And especially if you try to walk downstairs, there's, there's some muscle you use when you ride, whether it's in your hamstrings or in your butt or core or what, but Walking downstairs after you've been riding the first couple of times, you reactivate those muscles. But after a while, your body gets used to it and um, you'll be running up and down those stairs. Um, You know, things to kind of prepare yourself, walking, stretching, um, yoga can help um, prepare for riding, Um, strength training, balance, body awareness, uh, agility that you use in other sports. Um... You know, you do want to make sure that, um, you know, that if you have some some real significant ailments, uh, back problems, joint pla- joint replacements, uh, chronic health issues, um, you know, make sure that you talk that over with your riding coach. Uh, go slowly, be patient and let your body uh, adapt, uh, adapt to to the 
the changing um, muscle strength and those kind of things that you have. So, so now you, you've been, been taking some lessons, you've, you know, started thinking, okay, yeah, this is, this is really for me. I, I want to, you know, perhaps maybe get my own horse. So, you know, definitely have a discussion with your coach, your other riding friends, um, and go try some, you know, it's just like test driving a car. You have to, the fit has to be right. I probably recommend that everybody starts in like a leasing situation where you're you kind of you're just renting the horse for a while. Maybe it's a six month term, um, but you it gives you an opportunity to see, is this really the horse for me? Um, because that, you know, you pay the, the rent um, on the horse, but if something happens to it, it's the owner's responsibility um, to, to kind of look after those kind of things. But but I do find that leasing it is a way to, uh, it, it, you know, you've gone from lessons to leasing. So now you're riding a little bit more independently. You know, you're still taking your lessons to keep you on, on, on point, but you can practice now without having to have uh, your coach there. Um, so, you know, looking, looking for a horse obviously can be super exciting can be frustrating and scary because, you know, there's lots of things to consider. And depending on the market, you might see one, you're like, that is the horse that I want to buy. I like the color. I like the breed. I like the size. And then you're like, hi, I'd like to come see it. And they're like, oh, it's sold already. Oh, back to square one. So, um, you know, th those are kind of some things. You, you may want to get your coach involved in helping um, with the purchasing of the horse. Um, they're going to know, you know, they're probably going to know more people in the industry, um, that, that will help you, um, you know, locate that specific horse. You know, you, you'll have made your, your, your checklist of, you know, certain things that you want. Um, horses are expensive, absolutely expensive. Um, your first horse, you probably don't want a super young one. You probably want one that's got some miles on it. Um, but I would go and, you know, ride the horse at different times, um, you know, watching other people ride the horse. That's always a good, you know, uh, a good tip because, um, you can see how it, you know, how it moves under somebody, you know, how, how easily does it pick up the canter? Does it always pick up the correct lead? Is it back up? How, you know, how is it putting its bridle on? How is it putting its saddle on? How is it to catch in the field, right? Because those are things that you're going to have to do. Um, you know, lots of people are like, oh, well, I can buy this young horse and it's only X amount of dollars. Um, you know, the old saying, you get what you pay for is very accurate in horses. So, you know, picking up an untrained two-year-old or a five-year-old project horse isn't necessarily always a great idea. Sometimes your first horse has to be a 16-year-old, been there, done that um, horse uh, for a starter horse, right? Because essentially, you are a beginner. Um, so, you know, would you put your child on this horse? If you wouldn't, then why would you put yourself on it? So, so those are kind of some things to, uh, to, to look at. And then once you've got your horse, you're really set, right? Because, well, you know, you've obviously made your checklist of all the things that, you know, you want your horse to have and you're ready financially to look after all of the expenses of the horse. 
Um, but now that you have it, you have a friend for life. That horse is going to be your partner when you're having a bad day, your partner when you're having a great day, your, your partner when you're out on the trails, um, when you're in the show ring, or even if you're just riding down the ditch. They're the ones that you're going to share your deepest secrets to. Um, and, and you will, you know, that, that mental, uh, you know, filling your mental soul um, is something that you will get from horses. Um, and then once you're, you're comfortable enough um, to go on one of those equestrian adventures, you will be set because, you know, you've put the time in, you've taken the lessons, um, and you're, and you're ready to go. So I, I do think that, you know, you don't have to be a child to learn something new. Horseback riding is, is something that is, uh, uh, my lifelong passion. And I, I hope that, you know, maybe, maybe it's your mature year passion, um, that you get to enjoy, uh, being with horses. So I hope you've um, enjoyed the, the podcast today on, you know, becoming a rider in the mature years, starting riding after 50 or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it is a time, you know, you're, the, uh, the kids are gone. Uh, you have more free time. Uh, you have the finances. I say jump in and uh, start some riding lessons. Um, so I hope everyone's having a great day and happy riding. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. On behalf of Uta and myself, we do look forward to you joining us again soon. If you'd like the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you will not miss any new episodes in the future. If you'd like to give us some feedback or suggest a topic for a future show, simply leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. The greater reviews we receive, the more like-minded people can find our show. And don't forget to check out all the great things on our website, equestrianadventuresses.com. Our goal is to provide you with all the information you need to feel confident to go out on your own equestrian adventure. So until next time, adventuresses, happy trails!